0: Welcome to another episode of the Avian Ross Show. I'm glad you're tuned in. And let me say right from the start if you have never left a rating or a review on a podcast platform such as Apple Podcasts, please do so. It is so important. It means a lot. You don't think it means a lot to, to give those five stars, but it does or to take a moment and write a review, but it does. So please do that. Also, would you go to the Adrian Ross Show on YouTube? Maybe you're there now. So would you hit the like button there? And then also, would you please subscribe? Please subscribe. And and then you can get notifications of when I go on on YouTube. Also, please go to adrianross.substack.com. Adrian Ross.substack. Dot com and subscribe there. There are various subscription options. I ask you to be a paid subscriber. You will get premium content. You get the best of the best when you're a paid subscriber. There's even a gold subscription. So go check that out. adrianross.substack.com And don't forget the BMG Network, the network.com where there are other podcasts, That are, as I always say, because it's the truth, engaging, informative, enlightening, and even entertaining. So there's so much that you can jump into, and I invite you to do that. So we're going to jump into today's show, okay? And so now that I got the formalities out of the way, I want to say I hope you had a wonderful, wonderful Resurrection Sunday you say Easter, I would call it Easter, but it is indeed Resurrection Sunday, right? So I hope you enjoyed Resurrection Sunday. I hope you enjoyed your Easter. I hope that you were in church and that you um, you just had a wonderful time celebrating the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we're actually going to talk about that about that today, not just. Easter, not just the resurrection. We know, uh, at least we should know that. I shouldn't, maybe I shouldn't take it for granted, right? But um, I I dare say we understand that Easter is about the fact that that God so loved the world. Notice how I said that, right? So very often we say God so loved the world that because you know we just kind of go past that. So, but God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Why? That whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. The Bible goes on to say that God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Only interesting that nowadays, a lot of times people look at God as that, that condemner, right? Oh my goodness, I can't walk into the church because the, the ceiling is gonna fall down and all that. But no, he didn't send his son to condemn the world. He sent his son because he loves the world, right? And so he suffered, he suffered. People say, well, Good Friday is such a horrible day. You know, Jesus absolutely suffered in in a way that nothing said, nothing watched could do justice, right? And so it is a serious, serious day. Why is it Good Friday, though? Because had it not been for that sacrifice, there would be no resurrection day. There would be no celebration, but the grave couldn't hold him, right? And uh, so he rose up from the grave. And because Jesus rose from the grave, we have life, we have hope, we too, will rise up right we can rise up right now in newness of life and and so I said I wasn't gonna talk a whole lot about that, but I wanted, I wanted to say that, of course, to make sure that we understand what we just celebrated and that we don't forget and that we don't just celebrate the resurrection that one day a year. It should be every day that we know that Jesus is alive and well, and He wants to be alive and well in our lives. So I will say this: if you have never Ever acknowledged the Lord and said, You know, Lord, I believe you are the Son of God. I believe that you came, you lived a sinless life, you died on the cross for my sins, and you rose again, and you are seated. You are seated on the throne at the right hand of the father, the Bible says, right. And and, and I, I want you Lord to come into my life. I want you to forgive me of my sins. I want you to, for, uh, to forgive me. And then I want you to fill me with your spirit. I want to live for you and walk for you. And I'm, I want to be involved in a, be involved in a, a fellowship so that I can have that, um, that, fellowship really i'm looking for another word that's the word that fellowship but also that direction because god gives us leadership to help us grow and so if you've never asked the lord to come into your life listen it's so important that you do that so it's such an it's so easy to enter into the family of god and then we grow and then we allow him to change us and it's a life walk it's not just a prayer we pray it's a life we live and it's a beautiful life to know jesus as our savior so um I I wanted to say that, but I also want to say this. We know that there are people who did go to church on Easter who don't intend to go again until next Easter or, you know, sometimes Christmas, right? And then Easter. But I I want to say to you, I want to encourage you today. This is what this episode is, is about. If you took your children to church on Easter, you know, and you don't usually go either. Uh, your children, therefore, don't go, which is, is often the case. And you plan on going the next year. Listen, I'm, I have to encourage you. It's not enough to just go to church on Easter. It's it's not enough to just go on Easter. We We, we especially if you have children, please don't let... Sunday be the last time you have your children in church until the next Easter or even the next Christmas, you know. Um, you, you always see that uh on um on Easter if you if you are a regular attender of church you you see how attendance goes up for easter and that's wonderful we we wanted everybody there you know why we wanted everybody to come because we we knew that it was going to be amazing so so we want that you know every you're welcome to to come and if you only came once a year you'd still be welcome right and but we we know what it's like when a lot of people come in they have their children with them they many times are decked out you know, and they look so beautiful. So, you know, the girls look so cute and the guys look so handsome. And and uh, and so, you know, we we know what that's like. And then we also know what it's like for many when they don't return and uh, until the next year. But I want to I want to merge what, what may seem like I'm merging politics with the message of faith. But we really there, there's no compartment, you know, with everything. Everything is about right. Everything is about righteousness. Everything is is about godliness, even when you're talking about politics. Right now, I'm encouraging you to make sure that you raise your children in the house of the Lord and you be there too. But these kids especially, We're living in a time where our children are being sacrificed to an agenda that is evil, that is dangerous, and that should concern every single one of us. Even if like me, you're not a parent, you care about children, though. I taught for nearly 20 years. I care about children. Some of you don't have children, but you care about children. And some of you have been blessed with the opportunity to raise children, raise them in the house of the Lord, raise them in fellowship with believers, raise them with a belief that God's word is true, that God is who he says he is, that Jesus is alive. So if he's alive and well on Easter Sunday, he's still alive and well the next day and the next day and the next day, he's still alive and well. He's still Lord and he's still worthy of our worship and our children are worthy. They deserve to be raised in fellowship and they need to be. As I'm saying, as I was saying, we live under an umbrella of, of, of evil and of darkness. And I don't say that to be gloom and doom because I do, I do believe that uh, the Bible is true and, and, and we win, but we can't afford to lose people along the way to victory. And our young people are a target. If you haven't noticed, there is an incredible agenda uh an agenda this the whole transgender stuff is absolutely off the wall it's just it's like if someone had mentioned that we would be where we are right now if they mentioned that a few years ago we'd say they were we'd say they're out of their minds that they that that they are chopping off children's body parts that they are encouraging them To identify as someone other than who they are, other than who God called them to be and intended them to be. And instead of saying when they have questions and when they are confused and when they feel like I I feel like I'm in the wrong gender, instead of telling them, no, you probably just saw my cat that's just fly through here. Yeah, they can do that. They're chasing each other. That's Trooper and Cole. But instead of saying, you know, I know this is how you feel. You know, I know this is what you're going through. Well, we're going to walk alongside you and let you know that we believe that you are good enough as God created you. See, I truly believe, and I did a column on this at at adrianross.substack.com. I I believe that when we tell children, oh yeah, yeah, go chop this off and chop that off and pretend that you're this today and that you're that today. I mean, what we're saying is you're not good enough the way way you are. See, because when children come to us and say, you know, I'm, I'm being bullied or, you know, I, I, I look at I'm comparing myself to other people and I don't feel like I measure up or, you know, or I feel like I need this drug because, you know, it, I just feel like I need that. I don't feel good enough without it. I feel like what do we do? We tell them no. You know, you're I know people are saying bad things to you at school, but but it's not the truth. You're you're precious the way you are. No, you don't need those drugs. You're you're precious the way you are. Your body your is a temple. It's precious. Yeah, I know you're going through stuff. So let's help you. Let's walk through it. Let's get you counseling because you are you should you are precious the way you are. But then when it comes to the, this cutting off body parts and adding body parts and all this, you know, all this stuff. Then we want to say, well, it's wrong to deny them that. That doesn't make that this, is this, is this like, am I the one off the wall here or what? No, we don't, we don't, I mean, we talk about the fact that, chil- that children, um, that people's brains aren't even fully developed until they're in their 20s, but yet we want them at five years old to make the decision that, well, I'm not really a boy. I'm really a girl. I'm not really a girl. I'm really a boy. I'm telling you please don't let Easter have been the last time you had your kids in church because they need to get their value from the truth because there's a world out there, there's an agenda out there that wants them to believe that if they believe that a woman is a woman and a man is a man, then that there's something wrong with them. And so then they embrace this nonsense and it's not, it's, we, we've got to have a standard and protect our children. And then you send them to school where they're supposed to be safe, I guess. I say, I guess, because I'm going to throw this in there. Again, I believe that we need to have armed guards in every school. We, our politicians have them, Hollywood has them, our money has them, and then they want to fight against our children being protected. We need to stop that. But anyway, so we send them to school where they're supposed to be safe, and then they want to have drag time story hours. And then they want to to minimize the truth. They want to downplay the truth. They want to speak ill of the values that you're raising your children to to believe. At least I hope you are. I mean, and then we have the horrible situation in Nashville at the Covenant School where the, the transgender woman, Uh, identifying as a man comes in 28 years old and kills six people. And then the media, what do they talk about? They don't want to, they don't want to talk about my cats. I don't know what in the world. (laughs) We're, we're really informal around here. So I'm just going to tell them, cut it out. (laughs) which is uh, informal, and they decide to show out. But the media, instead of, you know, this was a transgender situation. I know there are manifestos, and I heard a manifesto, but now I'm hearing manifestos. We, we don't seem to, they don't seem to want to give us all that information just yet, right? But it appears that the transgender uh, situation figures in and that the uh, Christian school, was a target we also know that there was another school um, that this person was uh thinking about attacking but decided on the covenant school why specifically says law enforcement because doing a threat assessment um a danger assessment a security assessment whatever you want to call it it was determined this person realized that the other school had more security so what do you do you go where we have made children sitting ducks but i mentioned that already we need to do something about that but instead of talking about the fact that christians were targeted see christians now are the only ones who, who it, they're you're just fair game you can just attack christians it's okay and you don't even hear i mean i i asked in about it because i haven't i hadn't heard and i'm not steeped in the news all the time so maybe i had missed it so i asked but I certainly haven't heard. And then I was told there really hasn't been any conversation about from the mainstream media about the fact that these are Christ, that this is a Christian school. But we want it now the, the White House then in the wake of this transgender attacking a Christian school and killing these children and these adults. We want to talk about the White House wants to have Transgender Visibility Day or whatever they called it. I just think that's an absolute slap in the face. So at this time, after the the transgender individual attacks these Christians, we want to celebrate transgender because we're all at fault because we're not accepting. Look, accepting what? Nobody's going, listen, you, nobody's going around attacking. We're not going around attacking transgender people. We're saying, stop bringing this stuff to children stop even if you're talking about heterosexual stuff why is it that now when you send your kids to school everybody wants to talk everyone wants to sexualize children let children be children and cut this nonsense out cut that nonsense out instead of trying to cut their body parts out how about we do that it's just common sense well this is evil that's why i say listen You can't let Easter be the only time you go to church. Your children need to be in the house of God. They need to be around other children. They need to be around people of faith. They need to hear the word of God. They need that word implanted in them so that they can know right from wrong. Because right now, what you're finding is that children are thinking, well, what's wrong with that? That's kind of cool because it's the end thing now. And if you dare say, I'm not hating anyone. I'm not hating anyone, but, but we, we're going the wrong direction. Then, then you're, you know, you're a bigot or, or whatever. Which reminds me of the situation with Leah Thomas, the swimmer, you know, the man who became a woman and then competed against women, that whole thing. Okay. And so now you have the swimming star, Riley Gaines, who has been speaking out against that because of her experience there uh, with Leah Thomas. And she just got assaulted by a transgender mob at San Francisco State University who tracked her in a room. I'm looking at the story here on Breitbart News by Elena Mastr- Angelo. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm butchering your name, Elena. Elena Mastrangelo, and her article about this starts with former NCAA women's swimming star Riley Gaines was reportedly ambushed and hit by a man wearing a dress at San Francisco State University on Thursday after giving a speech about saving women's sports during the Turning Point USA and Leadership Institute event on campus. Gaines' agent said, Instead of a thoughtful discussion tonight at SFSU, Riley was violently accosted, shouted at, physically assaulted, and barricaded in a room by protesters. Why? Because she has been speaking out about her experience? I mean, she told me, continuing to read here, says she told me, she was hit multiple times by a guy in a dress. I was shaking. This is her husband. This is a quote from Riley's husband. I was shaking. It made me that mad. It makes me sick to feel so helpless about it. She was under police protection and was still hit by a man wearing a dress. And all, she's been, all she was doing was sharing her personal story about competing against a biological male athlete. At the, you know, women's NCAA swimming championships. Championship. I mean, so she's speaking out. And, and then she is, I, I they say, locked in a room, I think, for three hours. Barricaded in a room. This is absolutely unbelievable. But we've got children who hear this. And they would say, well, you know, some of them, well, yeah, Riley, you know they they're made to believe that that the swimmer was the wrong one and Riley was wrong because she 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 can't speak out and the hypocrisy of these so called feminists these so called feminists who you know oh you know Title IX you know women's sports and then they they they're absolutely encouraging this nonsense and these companies as well beer companies and I mean, all the stuff I believe. Forgive me if I'm wrong. I believe Nike is a part of this too. Like encouraging these, this nonsense. And have you heard the story of the woman, Jessica Bates, who was denied the certification needed to adopt because she was disqualified because of her Christian faith? Yeah with children sitting around in need of loving families. Here's this woman who wants to adopt and love on children, but they're making that impossible now for people of Christian faith. I should say they're trying to make it impossible, but yes, she was denied that because the whole issue, the transgender issue, uh, she said, I don't have a problem loving a child who is struggling with identity, but I'm not going to encourage that. I'm not going to encourage the child to be anything other than God has called that child to be. And she was flat out denied because of her Christian faith. It's not a a mean person. It's not an evil person. It was not a person hating on anyone. She just said, I'm not going to encourage that. And she shouldn't, she should encourage the child to be who the child is. But there's some statement that you've got to, you know, have to agree to ahead of time. And because of her faith, she couldn't do that. And so she's suing, this is Oregon. She's suing, but this is what I'm saying. So if you don't raise your children, in the house of the Lord, around other Christians, then they start to believe the lie. Oh, those Christians are just hateful. Oh, those Christians are just bigoted. Oh, that woman, Jessica Bates, she just, the lie. So you need to have them in the house of the Lord, learning the truth, but also seeing people who are loving people and not believing the lie. That's just another example of what is going on. Your children deserve better. So your children need to know right from wrong. Don't let Sunday's resurrection day be the last day your child is in the house of God until next year. They need to be there. Jesus is Jesus every day. And the truth is the truth every day. And I'm going to say this, and people might take me wrong on this or get an attitude about this, I, I, but I'm going to say it anyway. I think if you can, go to a church that's multicultural. And what I, mean by that, what I mean by that is very often, white folks go to church with white folks, black folks go to church with black folks, and they don't know anything about worshiping together at all. I'm so grateful that that's not uh, my experience. I mean, it has been my experience in the past. I know what that's like. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but I'm saying that there's something to be gained, something to be benefited when we can come together and worship. And I'm gonna say something else that's probably even gonna be more controversial to some people. I think it's even more important for black people to be in church with, with white people than vice versa. I think it's all important because we have, weather, we have so much to learn from one another. And, and the main thing that we need to learn, and, I, and that's why I say it's even more important, I feel, for Black people to be around white people, because <clears throat> back to this evil culture. Right now, everybody, it's all about race with the far left. I'm just gonna be honest. Everything is about race everything is about the bad, the bad white guy, the bad white, bad girls basketball player, the bad, you know, this and that the bad folks, the white people, the defund the police, because they're, you know, it's, it's, it's like, if you're not careful, your children will grow up distrusting white people. And it's like, we have, Instead of going forward, and we've made so much gains, but people are desperate to pull us back. I'm not saying, I hate that I even have to say this. Obviously, I'm not saying that racism doesn't exist. Yes, it exists, you know, but I just don't think it's to the level that people want to continue to have it at. And I say they want to because it serves their evil agenda. They keep the division. And so children are thinking, well, I don't, trust those, I don't trust those white people. I heard something recently where the guy was saying, I don't know how old it was, but the guy was talking about, we need to eliminate white people. <clears throat> we, you, don't, <clears throat> you don't want your children, excuse me. You don't want your children having the mindset that, you know, it's just about us, it's just black people. The white guy's the enemy because that's where they have taken this again. They, they are, people exploit nonsense because their agenda is evil, there's evil behind it. And so I say, have your children in church, yes. Have your children around other races, other than black people. Have your children go to church with people who are white so that they can see that, you know what? They can have a good time in church too. Cause like, you know, black people, we think we have the patent on a good time in church, right? And there is something, you know, there is something about some, some black stinging and all that, right? We, we know that, but but white folks love the Lord, like white folks worship the Lord, and white folks aren't sitting around figuring out how to kill black folks. And And your children need to see that. Shoot, you probably need to see that, some of you. But your children need to understand that too, because the agenda is telling them something completely different. And like I said, we need to be in church with one another, be a beautiful thing. So I'm not saying that white people, it's not beneficial to white people too. It, it is. But I'm saying there is a, there's such an agenda right now to turn black people off from, from, from white people and make them seem to be the bad guy because they are determined to keep it going. When they when they get up there, some of these, the, especially these far left people, when they get up there and pretend, yeah, we want to end racism. We, no, you don't. No, you don't, because you use it. You use such a dangerous, ugly situation to get votes, to play on people's emotions, and you ought to be ashamed of yourself. But when you have your children in a church, and when I say that, let me clarify, because some of these churches that are pushing this stuff, and many of them, honestly, Our black churches and some of these so-called politicians, they're they're planting those seeds as well. So a good church, a Bible-believing church, a church that's a family where you're doing life together, as some people said, that's where you want your children. And you don't want them there only once a year. Once a year is not good enough. And I'm not saying the church is the whole answer because you are the church. And number one should be you teaching your children and modeling for your children what godliness is and you're not perfect and they need to see that too. That teaches them also the grace of God. But you know what? There's something to be said about the word when it says, ask for me and my house. We're gonna serve the Lord. And I'm talking about in community with other people. That's why the Bible says that not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together. And the more as the day is approaching, Jesus is coming back. And if you can't tell, man, if if all Hades ain't breaking loose. So he is returning. And to be in that community and have your children in that community of believers who stand for what's right is so important. The values are so important because the culture we're living in is undermining those values. And part of loving your children is training them up in the ways of God. And you obviously have to do your part. You don't just send them off and, and just like, throw them into Sunday school and expect them to do everything. No, they should be, they should be bolstering what you're already, what you're already teaching them. And they should see what it is to worship with other people and to be in submission to spiritual authority and to love the Lord and to be around other people who love the Lord and not just once a year. Because when you only go once a year or twice a year, what you're telling them is that this is not really all that important. Because if it were all that important, you'd go more often. You go to the super star, the supermarket more uh, than that. You go shopping more than that. You, you know You go to school more than that. So clearly this isn't as important. That's the lesson you're teaching them. Even when you're trying to teach them once a year, we're going to get dressed up and we're going to go. And this is about Jesus and all that. And then we'll pick it up next year. Well, it's really not that important. Meanwhile, they're getting hit day after day after day with all this other stuff. And then we expect them to go to church once a year. And then we want that to stick, especially even if we're not not doing what we're supposed to be doing at home either and making that a priority. So please, there's too much going on in the world, guys. This, these kids nowadays, they want to, they, they think abortion is, is okay. Yeah. They think that's okay. Cause again, we're living in an evil culture. We need our children to know truth. You need to be doing it at home, teaching it at home, modeling it at home, but also to be in fellowship with other people who have those like-minded beliefs. And then your children as they're in the house of God, and as just as you are, then they go out into the community, into the world, and they can impact their world. Because it's not just us four no more, right? We want to be a light. We want to be a light to other people. We want other people to look and say there's something different. And I know that that's just like They're just kids. No, I know. I taught for nearly 20 years. There are kids. There's something different about them. You want that to be your kid. You want your kid not to be uh, swayed by the nonsense and all of a sudden their body's not good enough and, and they got to cut this off and add this on and they got this drag queen coming in and then they want to push abortion. And then, you know, I mean, we're living in dangerous times. You know, we're living in times when, when justice is, is not justice anymore, where we have a New York DA, in Alvin Bragg, who is misusing his position, We're weaponizing what justice is. That's not the message you want your children to embrace. So they need to be around truth. So let's be sure. And I say let's as if I have children, you know, but I said before, I'll say again, I care for children. I taught more children than I can count. I know that God loves children. I know that God has given you an amazing blessing in your children. And also it is a major responsibility. He's trusting you with his children because they're his, you know? And so would you, would you please, if you are, I mean, would you please have your children in the house of God? You say, I've tried some churches. I don't know. I don't feel comfortable with this one. There's one you're comfortable at. There is one for you. And well, if you're not feeling comfortable, that could be a good sign. Uh, that could be a, a sign that you don't need to be there. But it, sometimes we're not comfortable because we're being stretched and we're being rubbed so that we can grow. But I'm talking about you find yourself a, a, a good church and you get in fellowship and do your children justice by making sure that this Easter we just had, isn't the last time you have them in church until next Easter or Christmas and you know before that. Have your children in the house of God and then train them to know what truth is and to love truth and to take a stand for truth and to know that they have been created in the image of God and all this other stuff, Man, when they have questions, when they are when they seem confused, whatever, have a relationship with them where they know you can come to me. No, I'm not going to tell you it's okay if you chop this off and that. I'm not. But well, I'm going to love you through it. We're going to walk through it and we're going to ultimately get to the other side of it so that you can be the person God has called you to be and love that, you know, and love that. And that you cannot think that, it's all about convenience and aborting uh, babies and, and it's, it's all about those, those bad Republicans or or even those, or those bad Democrats. I mean that we don't there's so many messages, you know. I'm just mentioning a few, but there's so many messages out there that are the wrong messages. And part of the answer, well the answer is the resurrected Savior. And part of the answer is that they're in the house of the Lord, learning about the Savior, loving that Savior, receiving. God is moving. I mean, you saw Asbury and that what was going on at Asbury University. I mean, it it didn't just stop there. It began to spread because God is stirring up. God is stirring hearts. And whereas evil thinks that it has won, not so, God says. Not so. You know, God. Is going to continue to move in such a powerful way that he will get the glory, and he is very protective of the children, as we find in the word. Very, very protective of the children, and he's given you that responsibility, and he's there to walk alongside you, and uh, and he wants your children to have a relationship with this resurrected mm-hmm. Jesus, and he wants you to have that relationship, and it's so awesome anyway, It's so much fun. So, why miss out on that? And you want those values to be the values of the Lord so. I said my piece. And that's what I wanted to say. Once again, I hope you had a wonderful Easter. And I hope that Easter becomes every day for you and that your children are back in the house of the Lord before Easter next year. All right, so God bless you abundantly. Thank you so much for tuning in. Once again, would you go to adrianross.substack.com and subscribe and also subscribe at The Adrian Ross Show. On YouTube, go to the bmgnetwork.com. Check that out also. And go to a major podcast platform. I need some love here. I need need you to be hitting some likes, some follows, some subscribes, to write a rating, uh, to write a review, to leave a rating. Would you do that? Let's blow it up. Let's blow it up. Help me. Help me blow up the adrian ross show why so i can pat myself on the back no so that we can continue to spread the word share with other people so i believe i'm bringing truth that needs to get out there but i can't do it by myself i need your help share all right share review rate okay buy a subscription to the uh to adrianross.substack.com. I'm not ashamed to ask. I need your support and I'm asking for it. All right. So jump right in, please, to all that is going on. Again, God bless you abundantly. I will catch you on the next time, uh, on the next time. I don't know if that's accurate English. I will catch you the next time on the Adrian Ross show.